0: In 1972, a crack commando unit was sent to a liturgical prison by a canonical court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security diocesan stockade to the ecclesial underground. Today, still wanted by the Vatican, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, then you should listen to Libra Cristo War College. Wednesday War College, Wednesday of Holy Week, the week that changed the world. The, the month of April, by the way, is dedicated to the, devo- it's, it's, uh, to the Holy Eucharist. It's also devoted to the Holy Spirit. Welcome to Wednesday War College. My name is Jess Romero, Dan Schneider. We have a lot of things to talk about today. Uh, I'm reporting for duty, Dan. What about you, my friend?
1: I am, uh, <coughs> as you long for to say, uh, 10-8. 10-8, on 10-8. duty. Hey, I'm on duty. As military, we'd say we're on station.
0: Uh, got it. Hey, Dad. today we're going to talk about, uh, well, but I don't want to just mention one thing. I think yesterday was one of the most egregious uh, <coughs> moments in, in American history that we saw what uh, Biden and the Democrat Party have done to our former president. Uh, this this is what they do in banana republics. This is what communists do. Uh, communism is uh, creeping into America. This is the prophecies of Our Lady of Fatima. We have to start praying our rosaries every day. We have to start doing the fight for Saturdays. And uh, God willing, uh, Our Lady accepted uh, uh, Pope Francis' consecration. We don't know if it's too late or if it was, if it was done properly. Only heaven knows. Uh, one more thing I want to just mention is uh, I'm going to be doing a Holy Land trip October 6th to the 16th. October 6th to the 16th with Father Dave Nix. If you want to go, go to my website, jessyromero.com. I've got the uh, the flyer there. You can sign up. And come hang out with me for nine days in the Holy Land where Jesus Christ walked. also want to just uh, give a little shout out to all my Catholic friends in Boston, Massachusetts. At the end of the month, April 28th, 29th, and 30th, at the Boston Merritt Copley Place, the Satanic Temple is having a satanic conference. Uh, I hope you Catholics get out there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And have a prayer rally, take your rosaries, take your sacramentals, go in a state of grace and go out there in sustained uniform prayer in front of that satanic conference. Uh, uh, I'll be praying f- from over here, from uh, from this side of the United States for you guys those three days. It's uh, the end of the month, the satanic conference. They're going to be doing satanic rituals, a black mass, all kinds of entertainment, satanic marketplace. We need a Catholic response So Catholics out in Boston, out in Rhode Island, I hope you get out there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Take your rosaries, take your sacramentals, and go and stand fast and uh, do prayers of reparation. Who knows? There could be some blessed Bartolo Longos within the crowd that could come back to the Catholic faith. Dan, anything you want to mention?
1: Yeah, yo, interesting. uh, Last night, um, my my brother-in-law, who you've met, uh, helped bring in, facilitated the bringing in of Matt Walsh to uh New Mexico State University, and it was quite interesting um you know there were there were counter protesters uh I, I had heard of matt i've never never really followed him I, you know um but i've heard he's a cultural warrior i've got his book here um, uh, the the uh, the walrus child's book um, <laughs> what was amazing to me and you know what he he's you know he, he's he's just a regular guy um so you know they try to shout him down. As we left, um, there was probably 200 students and activists there. Uh, you know we're just a small handful of, of of people walking out in my little group, and they were screaming at us, you know, pointing their finger at us. I mean, it was truly evil, um, and 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 the the deep deception that these people are under. It was pretty amazing, and 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 how close to violent they were. And you know, Walsh uh, was interesting. He had multiple standing ovations. And I was I was just going back and forth, but you and I have been talking about um, the the and whether it was uh, um, uh, a, a, there was a na- famous navy admiral or George Orwell. I'm not sure who the quote goes to uh, is attributed to. Uh, I've read it different different sources, but it says the 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 um, the task of of the learned men in each generation is to restate the obvious. Um, and so that, that's exactly this, what we're doing in this show. That's it. This guy's getting standing ovations. He's a good guy. He's a good Catholic guy. He's getting standing. I was marveling. People are giving standing ovations when he, when, when a transgendered person would would argue with him, and they would say, "Well, what do you? How do you define a woman?" Not realizing he just has written a book in a movie called "What Is" or documentary "What Is a Woman," and he just said, um, "An adult female." That is a that is a woman. You know, and people cheered like came off their chairs. Um, because he was brave enough to state the obvious. And, and again, and, and another famous uh, saying, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. And and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today on the show is, let's just, you know, as Kyle has often pointed out, if there was a superhero attached to Libra Cristo, it's Captain Obvious. with the big O <laughs> on his chest. You know? <laughs> Don't yeah. be stupid. Don't do stupid things. I mean, it's very obvious. Don't go to a haunted house. Don't go to you know. Uh, um, don't experiment with the Ouija board. Don't be stupid. Use your Catholic sensibility. You've got that sensus fidei, the theological term, the sense of the faithful one, the the one who that that grounded that that faith that you were given at baptism ontologically. You've received hopefully getting good formation uh, uh, and a Catholic conscience being formed, and then learn to filter the 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 weird stuff that this world is throwing at us through that catholic sensibility
0: i like that we, we uh george orwell i yeah, i i read it's george orwell we now have sunk to a depth at which the restatement of the obvious is the first duty of intelligent men Dan, talking about haunted houses <clears throat> let me just give a definition of ha- haunted i saw it uh the word haunted i was looking it up at the dictionary just so i could get a dictionary. It says uh, "occupied or frequented by ghosts." Uh, there's a lot of these ghost hunters on television that go into haunted houses with cameras, tape recorders, and other gadgets. Uh, what's essentially wrong from a Catholic perspective? Are they putting themselves in harm's way?
1: Well, absolutely, they are. We've had cases, um, you know, where they show they they call the diocese. Can you send in an exorcist? I brought in a ghost hunter team, uh, because I thought my house was haunted and then the demon ransacked the, the, all the recording devices and these other things. Um, we've had other cases show up, Hey, I need exorcism or I need this in my house. And I recorded the demon. I've had a guy, Hey, I recorded the demon. You want to hear what a demon sounds like? (laughs) No, I don't. Thank you. Um, you know, again, it's, it, it, these things create open doors. Um, to 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 the diabolic and 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 to you when you start to just just open the door through curiosity. And not only that, if it is a purgative soul, and I think we need to discuss this in the this in the next segment, the difference between a demon and a purgative soul. Um but, but if it is a purgative soul, uh you're disturbing that soul. The soul is present there for to ask for prayers. It's very rare. You know, it's very, very, very rare. I don't know, I have a number, I would guess one out of a million, one out of a hundred thousand is a purgative soul. But normally you're talking about a, a fallen angel, a demon. So, give, so no, it's very dangerous to mess with that.
0: Give you the analogy. We've talked about it, but I like the way you break it down uh, to, about going to haunted houses in places such as, uh, you know, that opens doors to evil spirits or cleaning spirits. Y- you, you told me the other day, Jess, it's like walking in a bad neighborhood with the with opposite gang colors. Can you give the audience that analogy? Because that makes sense to me. That's a blue collar way of explaining the dangers of going to a haunted house and places such as this. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no. You and I know that there are certain areas. You, we were both together in sunny California, Southern California. There are certain neighborhoods that you and I would not be welcome into. And if I came back to the hotel at the end of the day, and and uh, and I had a black eye, and my I was all Tueco, as they say in Spanish, and all beat up. Uh, and I and I said I walked through this neighborhood just to see, as a social experiment, what would happen. And a bunch of guys came out and they and they didn't like the colors I were wearing. They didn't like the color of my skin, and they beat the crap out of me. What would you say? Well, you kind of got what was coming to you. You don't walk in that neighborhood with that that color on. There's gang colors, you know. You know, we said, remember this whole shoe thing, the color thing. These, these things all have symbolic meaning yes. among the gang culture. You walk into that neighborhood wearing the wrong color, inadvertently or not, social experiment or not, good intention or not. The demon only works in the objective, just as the gang member only works in the objective, right? So, so you walk into the wrong neighborhood, you're going to get what you get. Uh, and same thing, when you walk into a, a, ter- a place that has, been, that has been claimed by a demon, by some grave evil act per- committed by a human, and the demon has been conscripted there ceremoniously and liturgically to, to remain there, he claims that place. And you walk in, the colors you're wearing that he that you don't see but he sees, it's the indelible mark of baptism. And when he sees the indelible mark of baptism in his territory, it's like me walking through a blood or a crypt neighborhood uh, a neighborhood in, in in South LA, Chicago, uh, Detroit, you name it. You walk into the wrong neighborhood wearing the wrong colors, or just being the wrong color, or or just on a bad day not being affiliated with the right gang. You're going to take a beating for it. It, it, potentially. Same thing here. It's not it's not deterministic. You might be fine, but you might also pick up a a clinging spirit. The demon knows this person has the indelible mark of baptism. He sees this through through an infrared lens, if you will in the spiritual cosmos, in the cosmic realm, he knows that this soul does not belong here. This soul uh, belongs elsewhere. It belongs in a church. It belongs in his home. It belongs in sacred ground. It doesn't belong in unholy ground, and it's going to attract the demon to you, more so than your pagan neighbor that you go down there with.
0: Dan, when you mean the demons are conscriptive, that's a, that's a powerful term. That's a military term. So uh, when, when a demon is conscript, conscripted in a location, a haunted house like... Uh, the, the, house, the haunted house we we're talking about before the program, uh, they would be conscripted there through what, like a seance, a uh, uh, Ouija board, you know, uh, yeah. or, or, or through a, a blood sacrifice. Conscripted, how would a demon be conscripted to a location?
1: Well, there's two ways. One is, is um, it's not technically conscription, but where a grave evil takes place. Okay. Um, you know, imagine, uh, um, you know, you want to open up a cute little bookshop, coffee shop. But it used to be an abert, a ritual, a, 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 a abortion clinic you know the evil that took place there the demons going to claim that territory another place another way it could be done is is um, through through uh, evil heartbreak day Heartbreak. we'll be right okay, back we'll be stick back.
0: around. Believe in the Virgin Mary? sir. no, sir! The private Joker. I don't believe I heard you correctly. Sir, the private said no, sir, sir! Why, well, you little maggot, you make me want to vomit! You're having a heathen, you had best sound off that you love the Virgin Mary, or I'm going to stomp your guts out. Now, you do love the Virgin Mary, don't you? Wednesday War College. <laughs> Chester Romero,
1: dash we wonder? Carter. We need to give a little glimpse uh, Kyle Clement is giving a retreat this week online and uh, that's a little a little clip from Kyle's uh, recent uh, uh, lecture he gave on the Virgin Mary uh <laughs> this week so no I'm just kidding Kyle, Kyle
0: <laughs> <laughs> he
1: is the sergeant major we call him that for a reason
0: yes uh so, down we're down, we're talking about haunted houses and other such places okay conscription let's go back to yeah. conscription, conscription you normally there's, there's a, litur-
1: a there's a liturgical there's the liturgical sacramental element. so we've had cases where you know your basic Koon data, you get into a curse war and then um, you lose the curse war because they're're they're, they're leveling up with, a, with, with, a, with with a witch that has deeper magic uh, that has done more you level they level up by doing more and more um, dark things. To get deeper power, and so then you go into a to a santero and he does a spiritual surgery on you and in this ritual of surgery, he takes a, he drives out a lower demon by ins- conscripting and bringing in a, a bigger demon and now you 've got a bigger problem than you had before. yes, he drove out the lower one but there 's this interactive element here 's a little thing that i this that, that a little excerpt from the book that our book that 's coming out my book that 's coming out in June. Interactive diabolic activity is a phrase used to describe the activity in which a person invokes, whether through incantation, pledge, or body ritual, a power other than the one true God. The interactive component is meant that such invocations involve an exchange between participants and the demons. These can be seemingly innocuous things like the Ouija board of a previous generation. I got to edit that already. Tarot cards and the fortune tellers. Some but not all modern video games where real real curses and spells have been coded into the game's script. Thus, tarot cards and Ouija boards, for example, invoke evil spirits for some favor and open the person to a diabolic affliction by giving permissions to the demons called upon. They can be overt, according to Father John Harden uh, in the modern Catholic dictionary, such as Satanism, fetishism, black and white magic, spiritism, theosophy, divination, and witchcraft. These create open doors, something that disposes an individual to a particular diabolic influence caused either by oneself or another or the pure permissible will of God. So you walk into even a haunted house, a haunted space, uh, this haunted room at this restaurant, um, you know, you walk into that place, you create an open door, you create a vulnerability that may or may not be exploited.
0: Dan, tell us a little bit about, because you know you, you, you know a lot more than I do about this famous case it was a home in Pittsburgh. It, uh, it was called the Brownsville Road in the, in the Brentwood neighborhood of Pittsburgh. A famous case right. of a haunted house uh, and uh, a family that lived there. I think the family, the, the Kramer family. Tell us, give us a little overview of that haunted house uh, and some of the Catholic components that were involved in that.
1: Yeah, they're making a movie out of it. It's all things you got to capitalize on this. People love, people love stories about the devil and it feeds your curiosity, which is not a holy thing. Um, so apparently there was this was a former Native American burial site, uh, allegedly uh, in, in historical records that showed that a woman and her three children were murdered and, and buried there. Later on, 50 years later, a house is built in the location. Uh, a county commissioner, I think he was, bought the house and it started having all sorts of problems. I believe that a witch uh, might have been a place where witchcraft was practiced as well. So this was a place that was a holding pot, a, a territory. Remember, demons are very territorial. We're seeing this globally. We're seeing the demons of, uh, of of countries, regions resurfacing in neo-paganism in parts of you know in Mexico, uh, 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 Germany, United States. The pre-Christian cultures are rising back up because the demons are very territorial. When Jesus drove out Legion, the demon begged Jesus, "Do not drive us from this koros," the Greek word, the space, the territory. Uh, that's also a military term, the station, our duty station. So don't drive us from here because this is where we're bound. And so the demon the demon here, because of the evil committed, was laying claim. And now this, for whatever reason, when this family moves in, all this preternatural activity starts taking place. blood Walls bleeding, uh, scratches, uh, you know, all the typical stuff of, of preternatural phenomenon and, and infestation of place. And so uh, the Catholic component, interesting, is they go to the bishop to, to have an exorcism. This is a classic case of what not to do. Uh, if you read the story of how it actually went down they 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 use a local exorcist who's of a charismatic bent he has a a mystic a seer a gifted one whatever they call them in the charismatic uh, um model yeah and they're getting visions and and so this and it's usually a woman it's usually a woman that's not married an older woman and and in this particular case uh um she she's helping this priest the intuitive they call her, her name was connie valenti so she, she gets all these visions, who knows from where, check the source, right? And she ends up telling the priest what prayers he can pray, what he can't pray, all this prehistory of the house, all the stuff of the property. She's getting all this occult knowledge through this charismatic gift so-called. The priest, go, he doesn't go into the house anymore because the mystic tells him you can't go into the house. Again, this is not Catholic, the, the Catholic response. And so this lingers on for this poor family for two years until finally the the, the uh the, the diocese calls the archdiocese of New York and they bring in they bring in a renowned exorcist. He goes in, he performs the ritual according according to the Roman rite. In two weeks, the place is liberated um, the, the infestation is, is removed from the place. So, and so, but you can see a lot of dynamics here. It's going to, I mean, I'm sure Hollywood's going to screw it up when they make their movie, but you can see a lot of good resources there. It'd be, it'd be nice to even unpack it further someday to see this is how the Catholic response is. What is a, what is infestation of place? What causes it? What does it mean that de- demons are territorial? Well, what's the difference between a demon and a purgative soul, that sort of thing? There's a lot packed in there. And what is the Catholic response going back to the authority structure and not some mystical charism?
0: Dan, give us a definition between a demon infesting a house, a location, and a purgative wandering soul.
1: Well, um, uh, they're both disembodied spirits, okay? Um, they're both. They have no body. They're they're pure spirits. Okay. A purgative soul. You can you can sense it when you go there. I mean, not sense it. You can track it according to its behaviors. A purgative soul is non-destructive. Um, it's 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 allowed to. to it's tied to location. It's allowed to stay there by God's permission to ask for prayer. You can read a book called Hungry Souls. It's a really good book about, about the, the souls in purgatory and, and and their need and desire for prayers, their inability to suffer, to have their bodies to atone for their sins. And so they require our sins. I mean, our prayers to, for, for their own reparation of sin. So it's, But it's not destructive. A demon is going to be destructive. There's going to be a destructive element, things breaking. It's one thing to to cause, um, you know, drawers to move. It's another thing for it to be destructive uh, and breaking things. Um, It's tied to location. For a demon, it's not really tied to location as much as it's usually manifested in a spiritual energy. Usually you'll find strife, detraction, calumny. You're going to see all this this, like a negative, uh, negative fruit. Rotten fruit, negative energy experience. The demon is there for prayers. And the more you pray there, having mass said there, and more the more the more prayer you bring into that construct, even doing the little office of the dead, it 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 gets better. The manifestations decrease the more you pray. When it's a demon and it's an infestation. Um, it gets worse with prayer. The more you pray, the worse it gets. It's kind of like when you're cleaning out your garage It's spring cleaning time. You clean the garage out, you pull out all those boxes. and Behind those boxes, you find mice, you find cockroaches. You start to clean, it gets worse. So the same thing here in infestation of place. Um, the demon, it, if it's a purgative soul, it doesn't follow the person. It's tied to the place. Um, if it's diabolic, it follows the person. So we get this all the time. Well, I, I was living in this apartment and uh um and then it, it was haunted so i left there and then i moved in over here with my baby daddy and guess what his apartment is a, is, come, is is haunted too so i moved in with my brother-in-law and and my sister and and their house was haunted no uh, it's you you're the commonality it's following you and finally um a purgative soul will, will won't speak it, it's mute and you, it was just, you experience a presence there that might be scary at first, but it's responding to prayer. It's asking for prayer, and it responds in a positive way to prayer. And sometimes a demon, only through God's permission, on both cases, only God, it's only under the permission of God. Um, uh, the demon is sometimes allowed to speak. Kyle has told the story that he was involved in. There was a diocese where um, it was a rectory, uh, um, and, the, and it was seemingly haunted. And so they they send in an exorcist um and they they figure out through different ways they've finally narrowed down again tied to location it came down to the office of the priest. Even though there's all these manifestations, they were able to track down the presence to this office. And in one of the drawers of the priest was the former pastor who had died. And in that drawer were a stack of mass stipends, mass requests that he had pre- that he had taken the money for, but never said the masses. Wow. And so they distributed these mass stipends throughout the whole diocese. Within 30 days, all those stipends were covered. All those masses were said for those souls that the families had, the faithful had asked and paid for. Um, and at, at the end of the last mass, all the preternatural activities stopped. So we see that because of it, the, the, the the purgative soul, in this case, the priest, because of a violation, because of a sin of not saying those masses, he was allowed to go back he was suffering in purgatory for those sins for that sin and once that was once that sin was atoned for and those prayers were the masses were said justice is restored and now the manifestations stop so that's that is a typical that would be a very typical story of a purgative soul asking for prayer a demon is going to be the opposite it's going to be for destruction it's going to, it's just going to be there to torment to try to bulldog you to leave because this is my house this is my territory he's going to try to say
0: I was conscripted yeah. here,
1: grave sin committed here. I'm here for, I have permission to be here, and I'm claiming this place. There's a big difference, you, see, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, huge difference. Uh, we got about a minute. Dan, what's the definition of a poltergeist spirit? Poltergeist? That's a German word. Yeah. I know that.
1: Yeah, it, 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 it's, it, it's, um, it's and then, again, it's another spirit that's going to trans, transfer with electrical force and, and move through space. Um, it's, it's just another modern phenomenon, modern term for, to, to explain a phenomenon exhibited by a demon explaining more his behavior than the actual demon itself.
0: Got it. Yeah. Cause I hear, I've, I've heard some exorcists talk about, yeah, there's poltergeist activity in the house, which I, I think it's, a, it's a German word.
1: And I think that's a modern term. I don't know. I don't, yeah. I, I, we, we don't use that. And I've never heard Father Ripper use that phrase. Let me put it that way. We don't Got use it. that phrase. You have okay. demons and that's it. You have demons and you have purgative souls.
0: Got it. Okay, we're going to be going on to another topic. Uh, we're going to be talking about board games marketed as Christian; they're actually demonic. This is this is hair-raising right here. The fact that uh, this type of deception is taking place, and and uh, the occult, the the bad guys, the uh, the New World Order—they're putting out games like this to try to br- bring our kids into this whole Ouija board phenomena, but using Christian symbols. We'll be talking about that next. I just want to mention also. I'll be going to the Holy Land October 6th to the 16th. If you want to go with me for nine days, Father Dave Nix and my pastor, Father Craig Friedley, retired Air Force, uh, go to my website, jesssieromera.com, and you can sign up to go hang out with me for nine days in the land where Jesus walked. We'll be right back. Stick around. Don't go anywhere.
1: All right. <laughs> One-man car. Jesse's out. Get up,
0: get up, get up. Wake up, wake All right, up. you're back on. I thought we lost you for a minute there. I Stand up were, uh... for Jesus. <laughs> All right. Hey, that, uh, that, that's, uh, that's 10-8 language right there. That means you're on duty. On duty for the Lord Jesus Christ uh, in the service of the Queen Mother. We want to move on to another topic. There's a board game marketed as Christian, and it's actually demonic. The game... The 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 layout of the game is very similar to a Ouija board, but here's the kick. It features Christian imagery, including images of God, the crucifixion, angels, and a dove. And so an exorcist, Father Ernesto Caro, is warning that what's being marketed on Amazon as a Christian Holy Spirit board game, it's not a game. At all, but instead it's a trap from the devil. So listen up. Father Caro, who was on EW10 a few nights ago, he's an exorcist from the Diocese of Monterrey, Mexico. He said that the devil's always looking for different ways he can trap all the victims that he can take for him, and this is one. The board game's packaging claims it allows people to communicate directly with Jesus Christ. Yeah, right. And its online advertising says it's perfect for churches, prayer groups, or just getting together with friends. Yeah, you'll communicate with Jesus. You'll communicate with another Jesus, as St. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 11, a phony Jesus. The game's layout is very similar to that of a Ouija board, but it features Christian imagery, including images of God, the crucifixion, angels, and a dove. Uh, whereas a Ouija board normally has a triangle pendant that's moved for users to communicate with spirits. Uh, this board game has the Holy Spirit. It has a golden oh, the, colored. Holy Spirit cro- board, that's what it's yeah. called. Holy Spirit board. Is, it has a golden colored cross. So the game description says it gets the answers that you need. Uh, they advertise it this way that the Holy Spirit can answer all of life's most important questions straight from the man himself. That's what it says. And it assures potential buyers that unlike other spirit games, This one will never contact evil ghosts or demons, so you can ask your questions with an assured sense of safety. Despite the Christian imagery, Father Cato says the so-called Holy Spirit board is just a Ouija board repackaged to trick Christians into using it. Well said, Padre. And he also says this, Father Cato warns Christians not to be fooled And that using the board would be opening a door that could be dangerous to you. The the Catholic Church condemns the use of Ouija boards as a form of occult participation. You can read that in paragraph 2116 of the Catechism, where all forms of divination, horoscopes, astrology, uh, all all recourse to mediums, all of this is denounced by the Catholic Church as a grave offense. And based on the board's advertising, you would probably think that it is God that's talking with you, Father Carl said, but it's not. If the triangle's moving by itself, be careful. It's not God who's moving it. It's the devil, Father Carl said. The Ouija games and all this are forbidden in the Holy Bible. And call it, uh, Father also called the... the or, or um, Tracy Sabol asked Father Carl, he said the following. He called the game disturbing and deceptive. And he says Christians are going to be tricked into buying the game. Besides getting rid of the board immediately, if you have if you've purchased one already, Father Caro encourages Christians who have bought the game to repent and ask God for liberation by going to confession and asking the priest to give an extra blessing for your stupidity. I mean, no, 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 for your protection. Dan, any comments, my friend?
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I think this is another time when we need to invoke Captain Obvious. We might need to get a theme song. And every time we invoke Captain Obvious. Richard needs to play the sound yeah, no, you're of, a, right. of a superhero coming in, because yeah. Captain Obvious—it's um, it, it, pretty obvious that this is a Ouija board with Christian Catholic uh, drawn, to, you know, to try to trap Catholics. Um, nature abhors abhors abhor- a vacuum. Preternature abhors a vacuum. Supernature abhors a vacuum. And so, what we have is a vacuum created today by Christians who don't, who no longer pray. So we don't pray, and we demand instant gratification. Hmm. We demand that God answer our prayers. And if God won't answer our prayers, then I'm going to go to somebody who will answer our prayers. Uh, and, and, uh, yeah, and you combine yeah, yeah. that to instant gratification in today's uh-huh. culture. I want to know something. I can look it up on the Internet. But also the demand to feel good, the demand to feel special, the, elev- the, the elevation of the emotions over the intellect nowhere in the spiritual life in the tr- in the tradition of the church uh the spiritual writers the doctor- the doctors of the church nowhere is our emotions how we feel any indication objective indication of our relationship with god how do we communicate with god how do we communicate with with the father the son the holy spirit through prayer through the sacraments this is where the great exchange takes place but that's not good enough for today's catholics that's not good enough we need An instant miracle. What did Jesus denounce? This generation needs signs and wonders. Mm. I will give you no sign, no wonder, except for this, the sign of Jonah, right? The three days we're getting ready to celebrate where Jesus goes into the depths of the earth to release souls from hell. To release us for three days this is the only sign he's going to give and we and we always into this it's part of our nature to demand the sign and we want to feel good we want that emotional release in charge this is this is diabolic at its essence this is diabolic trickeration at, at at its at its at its base core this is the way the demon tricks us and captain obvious says yeah don't be stupid that's that that is not this is this is not at all what is pre- being presented as. But again, what I learned last night, listen to Matt Walsh, who had to define a woman for for uh, for 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 transgender people, a woman is an adult female. Staying the obvious is what we're called to do in this generation.
0: You know, Dan. In the last couple of weeks, there's been some uh, some some news uh, news items. About young people. I'm looking at one here. It says, uh, this happened March 9th, 2023, not too long ago. It says, dozens of Colombian girls hospitalized with anxiety yeah. after playing with Ouija boards. Ouija boards believed to be the way for living to communicate with the dead. There's. I'm looking at another article here. It says, parents blame occultic board after dozens of students are hospitalized for anxiety at a Catholic school. So this happened at another school. Uh, at a Catholic school, notably Jesse. At a Catholic school. At a Catholic school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What I can say about this whole false Ouija board, this what's it, what are they calling it? The Christian Ouija Holy board. Holy Spirit board. Holy Spirit board. <laughs> let, let, let's just not. Let's remember th- this is evil. I'll tell you why it's it's really evil. Not only does it violate the first commandment, specifically the sin of divination and superstition, which is in the catechism. It's part of the first commandment. This game violates the first commandment. It also violates the second commandment, the sin of blasphemy, because you're using our Lord's name in a board game in a superstitious manner. So there's strike one, first commandment, strike two. Two mortal sins are being committed when you play this board game. And let's not remember, and let's not forget, that Catholic moral theology teaches of the Ten Commandments... The ones that are more egregious, the ones that are worse, are the first three. Why? Because the first three deal with our relationship with God, four to ten, the next seven deal with our relationship with each other, horizontal. So to violate the first three commandments is more egregious, and this board game teaches Catholics, or people who buy this board game, to violate the first and second commandment.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think, again, part of Captain Obvious is to is to, is to um, explain to Catholics that this is unclean behavior. Catholic discernment um, basically be, be boiled down to this, knowing the clean from unclean. Clean from unclean sexual practices in a Catholic home. Clean from unclean religious practice. Clean from unclean types of forms of prayer. Clean from unclean eating. Okay, we know that. This is what Father Vamonte, He was a former president of the International Association of Exorcists, he describes uh, um, that extraordinary diabolic activity is a result of original sin, but it can also be due to one's own culpability. And here's the things that he lists off. Superstition and occult practices, such as participation in or being present at sessions with psychics or fortune tellers. How many Catholics Ooh. go to psychics? Right. Wow. Use of amulets and talismans, recourse to mediums, sorcerers, witches, tarot card readers, or having attempted any of these on your own. The practice of certain meditation techniques like transcendental meditation, Reiki, opening oneself to chakras and other New Age practices, submitting yourself to spiritual cleansing, being present at voodoo, makumba, and other rituals and membership in secret societies or satanic groups. This is part of the interactive element of the diabolic. And Father uh, Vamanti, successor to, to Father Amorth, says that we bring through our own culpability, we allow the enemy into our life. And, and, and God allows it through his permissive will, right? Through his permissive will, he allows us, the demons to influence us, to punish us oftentimes, to, to correct us after sin, uh, to educate us, right? Ultimately, to glorify it, to glorify God um, through, 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 through when we ultimately defeat the enemy in battle. But, but, of- but Catholics, Catholics are doing this. We, uh, Ernie and I went over this a couple of weeks ago when you were traveling how many what percentage of catholics have some belief in new age practices it was a large number of catholics believe in some new age teaching we've we've syncretized a lot of times in in, in suburban middle america catholic middle america we've kind of combined uh, uh, this uh, kind of a charismatic, open, ecstatic expression of Catholicism with a lot of these New Age practices, Reiki, uh, chakra channeling, uh, um, reflexology. We're trying to baptize it and call it something else by invoking Padre Pio or invoking the Blessed Mother while we're doing this pagan practice, but it's still a pagan practice.
0: Yeah. Dan, you know, St. Augustine, he used the, the term "simius Dei, which means the ape of God. In other words, he's saying that Satan is a great counterfeiter, Satan is always trying to imitate or, or mimic God in many ways. That's that's his primary tactic, and we see this with uh, again. You got the the Ouija board, which is uh, which is you know opening the door to the to the world of, of of the of the diabolic. And now they're trying to put out a Holy Spirit board. Are you kidding me? This is just the devil masquerading as an angel of light, as Saint Paul warns us. In second Corinthians eleven fourteen. Stick around. We'll be right back. We'll continue talking about this Holy Spirit board. It's diabolic. Wednesday War College, two man car. we have to fill in for for me on Wednesdays permanently if I get thrown in jail because uh, uh and I'm not uh, there's a guy that just got convicted of putting out a meme, uh you know a satire meme making fun of Hillary Clinton before the elections, and he's just been convicted for uh, I guess they're saying that he some somehow. Uh, meddling with an election. Yeah, meddling with an election, something like that. So I'm thinking, uh, when I heard that, I said, well, I wrote a book three years ago, <clears throat> A Catholic Vote for Trump. <clears throat> I'm sure there's a big bullseye on my back. So uh, Dan, when I call you from jail, and I say, hey, Dan, you're gonna have to take over the Wednesday show because they convicted me for writing a book uh, called A Catholic Vote for Trump because mine isn't a me, mine is facts. So uh, yeah, I may yeah. be short timing here. You, You may be my replacement, just putting you on notice.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no problem, man. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll slip you in uh, the file, and I'll put it in a big loaf of bread or something, you know, like Pee Wee when he, when he was trying to slip out of his buddy Mickey, you know. Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Put so, a file in the cake. Oh, now, no, no. I it. mean, I think that's kind of the lesson is, is that it, it is that um, the left, the the really progressive left. What I saw last night, I I walked, I walked in front of two hundred. Angry, screaming, uh, 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 to the point of violence, chanting, "We will protect our own. We will protect our own." As if, and, and Matt Walsh very clearly said, "You have a greater chance." He showed the statistics of of FBI statistics of of hate crimes committed. Less, you know, less than one tenth of one percent hate crimes against the transgender community. There's a higher percentage of hate crimes against against Caucasian Americans than there are <laughs> against transgender. You got a better chance, he said, if you're a transgendered white person, you got a better chance of being, uh, statistically, of being a, of being a victim of crime for being this skin color than you are of being transgendered. It's all a fallacy, but it's in their minds. It's it's a deception beyond belief, and he, and he's being incredibly harassed for for being Captain Obvious in his own political realm that he is. So, <laughs> so you're stating the Cap- Captain Obvious thing. There are non-negotiables for Roman Catholics. And these non-negotiables mean they're non-negotiable, if I could be obvious. And you're stating that we don't negotiate on these elements.
0: And That's right. if you're a Catholic,
1: we cannot negotiate with these. There is no no dialogue on these. I
0: I can be getting a federal subpoena real soon, Dan. Well,
1: because we're seeing we're seeing with 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 uh, the, you know, the the, we're becoming more and more of a banana republic. Anyone that won't buy into the narrative is being getting pushback against it, you know. Uh, So anyway, we're getting off topic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let me uh, mention something else about the way the devil's always trying to ape God in in this uh, new board game called the Holy Spirit board game. What? What? Again, that's blasphemy. That's that's a violation of the Second Commandment. Holy Spirit board game. Are you kidding me? But here's a, a few examples of where the, the way the devil's always trying to ape God. Number one, Satan has his own church. Uh, the one started by Anton Lavey. He's dead now. Now a new a new generation is called the Temple of Satan. Satan has his own ministers. Ministers of darkness. The Bible t- tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter chapter 11 verse four he has his own ministers. Satanism or Satan has his, his own theology <clears throat> Saint Paul calls it doctrines of demons in first Timothy 4:1. Satan's ministers also proclaim a counterfeit gospel, uh, a, a gospel other than the one that we preached to you in Galatians chapter 1 verse 7. so they they have another gospel. Satan has his own throne, the Bible says in Revelation 13, verse 2. He has his own worshipers, Revelation chapter 13, verse 4. Satan inspires false Christs and self-constituted false messiahs in Matthew 24, verse 4. Satan employs false teachers who bring in destructive heresies, 2 Peter 2 1. Satan sends out false prophets, Matthew 24 11. Satan sponsors false apostles who imitate who imitate the true apostles in second corinthians 11:13 and satan also has a black mass.
1: Yeah, no, if you look at the church of satan, they have their own they have their own uh, um sacraments, they have their own hierarchy, they have their own uh, you know, um rituals, marriage rituals, uh, confirmation, they call their priest priest. I mean, this is a 100% diabolic inversion um w- which is which what the enemy always does. He constantly mimics the authentic. So know the authentic so that you can identify the false. It's like teaching your children, um, you know, clean from unclean is, is similar to to the way they they, they they train bank tellers. When they train bank tellers, they never let their pure virginal fingers touch a false bill so that when they get into the field and they and their fingers because they're counting. Right. And when and their fingers this before electronics and the electronic counters that had sensors and these other things. Their fingers felt the bills, and then they could feel the false bill. So the authentic, well-formed Catholic conscience, as you say, there's non-negotiables, there's principles that we have to learn, principles of understanding theology, principles of understanding spirituality, principles of discerning clean from unclean, including uh, a Ouija board from the so-called Holy Spirit board. It is it is a spirit board, but it's, not a, it's an unholy spirit board. The question, Jess, is yeah, what do you yeah. do with this if you've got one? I think we
0: need to... To, to emphasize how to get rid of stuff because there you go I got an email this yeah week. we got what? we got five minutes so go, take take it away time? Tell us how to get rid of this yeah i got an email this week
1: this person's got these cursed objects and um she's going to burn them in her fireplace no don't do it in your fireplace in your home because you're putting unholy incense penetrating the walls of your absolutely. house absolutely yeah go on sacred ground always sacred ground and get rid of burn we call it bless burn and bury and so uh, the head of, you know, Ouija boards, Masonic regalia uh, from your grandparents, any tribal mass you brought back from your trip to, to you know, uh, Africa, dream killer, dream catchers, Coca-Pellis, all this stuff that looks really cute and cool in the Southwest, all that stuff has spiritual has has spiritual connotations attached to it. To get rid of all this stuff, uh, here's a prayer that we recommend in the name of Jesus Christ and by the authority as head of household. Or as rightful owner of this object given to me by God the Father Almighty through the natural law, I ask Jesus Christ to bless this item and decommission any evil from it. And then it should be br- broken, uh, burned, if possible, th- th- thrown unto running water, melted down, whatever. Um, Father Ripperger even, you know, and then going to confession, confessing as, as you as you said in the last segment, confessing your stupidity as uh, the vernacular way, but asking God to forgive <laughs> you in violation of the first commandment. Now, Father Ripperger says that confessing and occult-related sins can often even break the malefice tied to the sin. And then uh, praying a, a prayer of act, uh, uh, act of reparation to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, uh, the Fatima prayer, the prayer of breaking curses, and a prayer against retaliation. Those are all going to be in the book coming out. They're also in Father's uh, book, Deliverance Prayers for Use by the Laity. And then whenever we destroy stuff on the team, I always do a prayer of reparation. Uh, my loving jesus when i consider thy tender heart and see it full of mercy and tenderness towards sinners my own heart is filled with joy and confidence that i shall be kindly welcomed by thee unfortunately how many times have i sinned but now with saint peter and saint mary magdalene i weep for my sins and detest them because they offend Thee infinite goodness mercifully grant me pardon for them for them all let me die rather than offend thee again at least let me live only to live love thee in return so praying prayers of reparation for the violation of the first commandment. Dennis, so, they, should
0: bur- they should bury this uh, this destroyed object, burnt object outside of their property, correct? Yeah, don't put
1: it on your property. It's going to act like a, a an evil Sacramento if you put it on your property. So, yeah, take it to a public ground, uh, public trash cans, uh, get rid of it. You know, yeah. running water is the best, but bury it, get rid of it. Uh, <laughs> can, can you imagine...
0: Can you imagine I, how much, how many cursed objects are are in dump yards and in in, in uh, refuse yards? <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Man, those, those, yeah. Got,
0: those got those, those. That must be a beehive of satanic activity. <laughs> you know uh, these. Uh, you know uh, r- rubbish yards or refuses.
1: Yeah, we we had a case of uh, a big, huge case of of cursed satanic rosaries, and you can see satanic symbols all over these things. They were mailed to our parish, and so one of the church ladies said oh, I'll get rid of them. And she threw them into her fireplace at home and it, the fire department had to show up man. and the whole place smoked out. So, so, so they gave them to, to the exorcist and the team takes it. We take it down to a public place down by the river and destroy them. While we're doing it, uh, a, a pack of dogs came after and, and out of nowhere, just convened upon us as we're destroying these cursed rosaries. So this is serious business. There's, there's malifices attached to these things, so you got to be very careful. This is a safe snake handling procedure. You got to make sure you get rid of this stuff because there's curses involved in those.
0: Dan, there's a the devil also uses uh, signs and wonders to come after us. It says in 2 Thessalonians chapter two verse nine. Here's another way the way the devil imitates uh, God and, and and holy and the things of God. It says the coming of the lawless one, that's the Antichrist, by the activity of Satan. Will be with all power, with pretended signs and wonders, and with all wicked deception for those, with all, for those who are to perish. It's very clear that the devil is going to be able to do through his agents. He's going to be able to perform uh, pretended signs and wonders and wicked deception. And this is what hooks a lot of Catholics, is because they said, No, just but I went to this lady and I'm telling you, she raised her hand and, and, the, and the cup levitated. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be able to do pretended signs and wonders by the spirit of satan so that they can hook you in and so they so they can uh take the low hanging fruit the low information catholic and make you a customer and then make you a patient and make you a disciple and then uh and then uh, you know uh send you off in, in, you know for the rest of your life diabolically afflicted correct
1: yeah moses Mo, the, the magicians of pharaoh mimic the miracles of that that god wrought through moses right moses throws down his staff turns into a snake the 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 egyptians mimic that Moses' staff eats the jim Moses' snake eats their snake. we we see we see the same thing they they mimicked it um only under god's permission god allows it to test our faith and to purify our faith but yeah the, the, the the enemy uses signs and wonders as well We have to be detached from signs and wonders and be content with the normal, ordinary ways of the way God distributes grace, which is through the sacraments of the Catholic Church, normal, regular prayer. Before you start rejecting Catholicism, study Catholicism, read Teresa of Avila, learn about Catholic prayer, read St. Benedict, the rule of St. Benedict, enter into the mystical a prayer life of the church, liturgical prayer life of the church before you decide to reject it outright because and you want, you want a quick fix. i want to talk to Jesus now and I want an answer today. So I'm going to buy the Holy spirit board. And then you're going to enter into deception because the demon senses that there's something in you that is not content with no, not content with wait, that you want an answer from God today. Ultimately what it is, let us make God in our image. This is my body.
0: Let us make him in our image. It's a total inversion. Of, of right order. Yep. Uh, that's a wrap. I hear the music coming up next. You're going to hear the big guy, Gary, Gary Machuda from hands on apologetics. As for us, we are EOW end of watch. We are out. Hope you enjoy the show. I sure did. Also want to remind you that uh, April 28th, 29th and 30th, the satanic conference is taking place in Boston, Massachusetts. I beg you, my Catholic brothers to uh, organize and go out there and do a prayer rally Three days in front of the Marriott Hotel. Take your rosaries, take your sacramentals and go out there and project your prayers with faith, hope and love into that conference and protect your city, protect the Catholic faith. God bless you. Keep the faith. Viva Cristo Rey.